Hello there and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and I'm thinking of dyeing my hair hot bubblegum pink. Today I'm chatting with Brent Forrest who has worked as a special effects animator, storyboard artist, director, and he's currently a technical director at Marza Animation Planet in Japan. In our chat he's going to share everything about how he worked with Marza to get a short film called Samurai Frog Golf off the ground. He's also going to get into the nitty gritty of creating a concept ready to pitch, how they found funding, and their marketing plan once the project was greenlit. In fact, Samurai Golf Frog is actually premiering next week on August 8th at SIGGRAPH in Vancouver, so if you're heading up there, make sure you get a ticket and check it out. It is an absolutely beautiful and super unique film. And if you're not going there, you can see it publicly on September 15th on CG Bros, CG Meetup, or the Marza YouTube channel. So now, without further ado, let's jump into the chat. Hi, 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 Brent. How's it going? It's been... I was just looking up when we last chatted, because you've been on this podcast before for a completely different reason. And it was March 2021 with your short film, Like and Follow. So, you know, how have you been? How are you today? And give me a short update on uh, what happened since since your last film came out. Hi, Terry. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on the, the podcast again. Um, <laughs> things things are good. Uh, busy, busy as busy as always. And uh, like, oh, man, there's I don't, I don't know where to start with what's been going on. But, um, you know, uh, like and follow uh, that that's been out for a while now. And we're still oh, we're still getting requests for festivals. We're still getting requests uh, from a lot of schools. So that's been fun. Um, Wait, what do you mean? But, schools? They want to show it as like a, a warning on social media or something. <laughs> yeah, we've had like at least three different teachers saying, hey, can we play this? during our assembly or during our special event here. And I guess they're like using it as a part of their curriculum, which is, which is pretty cool. So, so we've been, we've been pretty stoked about that. Um, you know, especially getting the chance to, to uh, talk to the kids and say, thank you. And just, you know, maybe, maybe reach out in some small way to other kids who want to maybe get into animation or filmmaking. So that's been, that's been really, really neat, really rewarding. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. You know that you are actually the first person to ever be on the podcast twice in no in, in almost 200 episodes. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, for somebody who hasn't listened to the last episode, you know, you're an expat, you're living in Japan and you're working at Marza. So, you know, give me just the the Coles notes on your journey to Japan and working in a, you know, super cool animation studio and and uh, you know, what kind of cool projects they do, you know, I know, but I'm wondering if you can give a short intro on who you are and all this, that fun stuff. Okay, sure, sure. I can tell you about that. Well, um, I came to Japan about eight years ago. Uh, before that, I've been uh, living in Toronto, uh, where I've been working for, for, for a while in different studios. And in Japan, uh, I came here with, uh, with my, my family, with my wife and my, uh, my one child at the time. Had another child since we've been here. And uh, in Japan, I worked in four different studios, Marza being the fourth, the last of them. And it was just kind of like an organic flow. I, I, I went to this one studio when I first got here because it was, uh, it was an easy entry for, for people who are new in Japan. And I made some friends there. And through my friends, I found out about the next place that I went, which, which, which was uh, OLM. And the reason I came to Marza was because they were, I heard that they were working on the, the Lupin, the Lupin movie, yeah. Lupin the Third which was the big CG Lupin movie. And I, and I, I had to be a part of that. 
And I just, I came in here uh, for, for three separate interviews and, and um, uh, I got into the tech department and I didn't, I didn't work on the Lupin movie, actually. They wanted me for something else. They wanted me to be kind of a bridge between art and technology. Hmm. Uh, so, so, but which ended up turning up to be a blessing. Uh, I came on board and, you know, Mar- Marza has done a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff. I think most people will be familiar with the, with the Sonic movies, Sonic 1 yeah. and 2. We worked on those. And I mentioned Lupin. They did that. You know, so they've done, they've done a lot of, they've done a lot of really, really neat stuff. Uh, uh, what's that? The idol, the um, uh, Hatsune Miku, I think it's called, the, the virtual idol. They do all of those. Uh, and most recently they did uh, Oni. They worked on the Tonko House nice. Oni show. So that's that's been making the rounds. Yeah, I wanted to ask because because you have tons of experience as a, you know, an animator and a storyboard artist and a storyteller and, and, and a creator, you know, all the stuff on the side that you're currently doing, plus your past life. Um, you know, working at Marza and you you originally wanted to work on Lupin and didn't get to work on that. Do you also do you have a little bit of FOMO of, you know, when you're coming in to solve a problem and you see somebody's shots and you're like, oh, that's so cool. And like, you know, I, I do you have FOMO of like, I wish I was. What's a doing, what's a FOMO? Feel, f- feeling of meth- <laughs> sorry, uh, feeling of missing out. Oh, um, I feel like I missed out. No, I not. Not, I don't really get that anymore. Um, I really, really did want to work on Lupin, but it is what it was. Instead of working on Lupin, I got to work on uh, 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 The Peak, the new short film. Mm. And like, I, I got my fingerprints all over that thing. And no, I, I, for one, I, I was... I guess, do you, I mean, like, for, uh, separate from like the technology side, like the actual, like creative, for the creative animating work, for instance, like, do you... Do you want to be involved in the production of that in the pipeline or you're or you're happy to be, you know, doing the tech stuff and then doing your own stuff on the site? Well, we're going to talk about Samurai Frog anyways. I'm I'm happy to be handling the tech work and doing my own stuff, the creative stuff on my own. I'm happy to be doing the creative stuff on my own. Although uh, this has been the year where I've sort of started to make the transition towards from doing the tech stuff at work and the creative stuff at home. To doing the creative stuff at work, uh, yeah. which has been which has been a really, really neat way to go go around doing it. I've, there, I've, there's a reason I'm digging in this with you and grilling you because 99% of the people I talk to that work as an animator say something like, "Oh, you know, I'm creatively burned out at the end of the day. I don't even have time to work on my own stuff. You know, uh, I have this short film idea, but like." I don't have the time or the budget or whatever, or because their, their day-to-day job fulfills that completely. And there's very few people that have actually, that, that have, that I've talked to that have, you know, worked full time and then done their own short film or whatever on the side. So I was just wondering, you know, being close to the creative and not doing it, does that actually give you more energy to be creative in when you have the opportunity to do it? I would say yes. In, in the short answer is yes. In my experience, it's exactly as you said. You know, if you're if you're an animator, you're working animation, and you're you're animating all day. The la- pretty much the last thing you want to do is go home and spend the rest of your night animating. I'm not. I mean, I yeah, I'm, I'm struggling everyone. with that right now myself. Actually, <laughs> I have a side project that's just sitting, literally sitting on my table, stop motion, sitting on my table. There, it's it's looking at me, and I'm just like, well, I don't want to touch you today. 
<laughs> I love your last stop motion film. I think it's amazing. And I, I hope you do find the time to get back to it because oh, I thank think you. Thank you. I love the stop motion. Saying. I love your stuff. Like the practical work. I'm I'm all about in camera and and that stuff's really cool to me. So I love yeah. to see especially Canadian stop motion animation being done with uh enthusiasm and passion. So I hope you do have a chance to get get back on. Well, it, it, will, it will get done, but thank you. So let, let's talk a little bit about Marza. You know, you've been there for four years. It, you know, I've, I've, I've chatted with so many studios in the UK and Canada and the States and a few other countries. And, you know, I don't often talk with people who are in the market in Japan. So there's there's a reason, you know, I don't stick around for for four years. I, I've, I've been to many studios in my career and my there's been a couple of places where I've stuck it for like six, six years or so. But most places I do a year, then I move on. But I stay at Marza because um, you want to know behind the scenes. It's it's a really it's a really well run uh, operation, yeah. and there's the team the team of artists that they've got here, and the team of artists and technicians. They just uh, they really operate well together, and and there's there's you don't have a lot of that kind of prima donna stuff that you see. I mean, like everyone in every creative industry, and, and I'm and I'm a creative guy too, so I'm not I'm not innocent to this. But everybody has, you get creative people in a room working together. You get egos, and those egos will clash creatively. It'll happen everywhere. Uh, it happens here to a much smaller degree, and I think it has something to do with the culture that they've that they've cultivated. And Mars has been around for a while, and they've had. Uh, and and for those of you who don't know, Mars is the uh, production uh, the production management arm of uh, the Sega, Sega Sammy company. So, you know, when it started, it was like, it was it was the, the graphics and animation side of the Sega company. And as Sega grew and, you know, Sega Sammy became a thing and all the umbrella companies came and turned into Mars Animation Planet. So they've been around for a while. Yeah. Um, how, and, how big is the company employee wise? Like to, you know, to maintain a, a strong and like great culture, you know, that's tough to do. How big is the company? I'm, we might have to go over this and and, uh, and 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 fix the quote, but I think I think they've got 150 people oh, wow. in the main okay. office. It could be 130. Okay. And so, then they, so then it's quite have, so, well. Obviously, you know, you're making feature films and TV shows, so obviously you've got you've got uh, quite the robust system going on. <laughs> they yeah, they do um, they do the linear stuff. They also do um, uh, real time, so, so they do a lot of real time as well. Uh, so like stage shows and a bunch of other stuff, which I, which I can't, uh, which I'm not allowed to talk about, yeah. uh, but you no know, big IPs that are, that are rolling in and the next two years is going to be pretty busy. Uh, so yeah, so there's, there's this office here. Uh, there's the office in LA. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun place. It's a comfortable place. Yeah. I, 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 I find, I find it quite, uh, quite comfortable and, yeah, and i'm just they, wondering you know like you're a, you're from toronto originally and you moved to japan and you've it seems like you've seamlessly integrated into you know the animation scene and 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 marza and whatnot and uh you know what was maybe the biggest challenge actually culturally or just how animation is done that you've experienced that that you had to overcome hmm. i'm just wondering because you know there's i'm sure there's people listening who haven't really considered you know, the option of going to Japan to get into the animation industry because of all the, you know, the cultural, the language barriers, you know, just how how things are done. But, you know, you've successfully done this and you've been there for eight years. I think that's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, that That's a good question. Um, the language right off the bat, the obvious one is the language barrier. 
Right. Now, I, I studied a little bit of Japanese before I came out here. Um, but the guys who do really well are the ones who put real effort into learning the language. And my Japanese is not good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I've, I've, I've given it a shot. Maybe not. Do you speak English at work? Typically. I speak English at work. Um, when it's apt, when it's necessary, I speak Japanese and my limited Japanese that I can speak. Uh, but Marza is really, really accommodating for like people say, uh, uh, multicultural, this and that Canada. Let me tell you, I've never worked at a bigger melting pot than the studios I've worked at in Japan. This is multicultural. We've got people who've been coming from everywhere and they're, you know, this is, this is, uh, I, I meet a lot of French guys here, a lot of Spanish guys, uh, there are a lot of Koreans. There are a lot of different people from all over the world. And uh, in my main group of people, Mars is predominantly Japanese staff, but the people who I interact with is pretty much half Japanese and half, uh, you know, from other parts of the world. So, wow. you know, it's not, it's not, it, it's when it comes to like, they care about the work, they care about the craft. So they've set it up that you, you can, you know, you can get, get the job done. They've got, they've got people who help. They have uh, translators and pretty much half the staff here are, are bilingual. But then again, you're getting, getting down, getting right down to the nuts and bolts of it. It's, it, you should have some sort of, you know, if you want to live in Japan, you should speak a little Japanese. Yeah. I'm not a good example of that. I, I, <laughs> I'm faking it. I, I fake it as much as I can. Uh, but um it is, a, it is a challenge. It is a challenge. The language barrier is a challenge, much more than the culture barrier. Uh, okay. Well, okay. So I want to talk about your film, Samurai Frog Golf, because I think, right. uh, you know, it's, it's super interesting. You know, I know the story of how it came to be, but it's super interesting for, for me because when you came on the podcast last year and you shared, you know, you and Toby had created this CG film, like and follow on the side and did the whole festival route. And then you had another idea. And yeah, I'm wondering, you know, can you give kind of the journey that you took from inception to actually, you know, getting the studio involved to kind of make this film for you instead of doing it on the side? Sure, sure. And, and I like that story. Uh, I like that story almost as much as I like the, the, the story of the film. Uh, so we finished Like and Follow and Toby and I, we didn't just do the film. As you know, we did the, the marketing and the promotions yeah, and yeah, yeah. podcast tour and all, and all that stuff. And then, and then we were sitting down, we were having lunch and we were saying, okay, so it's been a while. Uh, we kind of cooled our heels. What are we going to do next? And we talked about a couple ideas and he had some that, that he liked. And I had some that I liked. And one of them was this thing, uh, Samurai Frog Golf. And like the very, very early inception was uh, I was doing um, the character design quarterly challenge on Facebook because I'm really, really trying to work on my character design, which is not Wait, my is strongest. That, is that part of a Facebook group? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's a whole company, the character, character design challenge. Ah, they oh, also okay, have okay. character design quarterly, the magazine. Uh, just CDQ. Uh, like it's a face. When, when I was on Facebook, which I'm not anymore, I would go on this page and they say, "Okay, here's the theme," uh, and then everybody would do a character design, and then people would would you know see how many uh, likes you would get. They make like a comments, and you see who's doing what sort of designs they were. It was great. It was really really neat, and the magazine's fantastic too. Um, so I was doing character design quarterly, and I forget if the theme was samurai or the theme was frog. But one way or the other, I, I scribbled out this uh, fat frog who was looking at his sword, which was all dinged up. 
And that drawing got a lot of response. Like for me, it got a lot of response. Not, not that, not that it was high up on the charts or anything. Yeah. And I thought, okay, people are reacting to this. And, and I, and that just sort of put a germ in my head. And I started thinking about this. Wouldn't it be fun? Cause I love samurai stories. I love adventure serials. Wouldn't it be fun to do something with this? And I started asking around, well, what would be, what would be uh, more interesting? I don't know how golf came into it. I think it's just because I'm obsessed with golf. What would be more interesting? A samurai who used a golf club or a golfer who uses a samurai sword? Yeah, I, I love that you crowdsourced kind of the inception of this film. Because like, you know, <laughs> and now, it, you know, it has super success now. And it, it probably because you almost took a, you know, a, a marketing research maybe it wasn't intended, but a marketing research kind of point of view where you created a character, got response and that, you know, had this positive feedback within you. And then you asked what concepts would work. This is, I love this. this I don't hear many people creating short film ideas. Most people are like, you know, I have a, I have this idea in my head that I wanted to get out for a while instead of, you know, what would actually resound with people already. Well, there are, there are elements of that. There, there is something that I wanted to get out for a while, but I also know my weaknesses. And like one weakness is character design. And the other weakness is, is really, I don't really know what people, what people react to. And I don't want to spend a year making a film that nobody likes. Right. So in, in a way, in a way, I guess, I guess you could call it a bit of market research, but I, I wanted to say what well, I want to mix samurai and I want to make golf, which, which combination do you like? Oh, I like this. Yeah. Oh, you like that frog. Okay. Well, people seem to like this. So let's, let's, let's develop that. So you just I said to, something I interesting to, to me and I, I want to, you know, I'll ask it. It's kind of in a business sense, but like, what is your success? What was your original success criteria for creating this film? You just said you don't want to create something that isn't going to resound with people. You know, there's many reasons to create a short film. So like, you know, when you were originally coming up with the inception of this, what was, what was the end goal to be seen as many people as possible to, you know, establish yourself as a director to create something unique and just go through the process, you know, uh, what was that? What was that initial goal for you? Well, I, I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but the there, 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 I don't really have a goal beyond this is what I want to do. Like to make to make the film was just like, and this is something that me and Toby really see eye to eye on. It's like when we sit down and say, what are we going to do next? It's not who's going to see it, how much money are we going to make off of it, how are we going to sell it as a TV show? It's no, it's like we're we're compulsive like this. We hmm. we this is this is how we. Um, this is what we would do after we're retired. And, and like this, this is, um, what, what would I, I, could, I just want to make another film, right? It, it's yeah. just this next film I want to make. And at the same time, yes, I want to make a film. I want to, I want to tell this story. This, this is a lot of fun to me. And I, it's just one of those ideas where you have it and then you can just see it in a flash, all those cool little moments that you want to have in there and, 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 and the underlying, the, the underlying story and, and the, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. it there, there, there is no, there is no further, there, there isn't, there, there was no other, other, uh, hmm. what do you call it? It was just because this is the next film we wanted to make. And, yeah. and now there's another film that, that I want to make, but that's, you know, that has to wait until, until I've, I've finished what's on my plate right now. Nice. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, if you want to do this, it doesn't really stop. You don't need another reason. Now, yeah. That that said, you can't just sit there. You can sit there and make art house films that that you and your 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 buddies uh, watch and nobody else sees for the rest of of, of time in history. Uh, or you can take a moment to ask yourself, okay, 
I'm going to make a film. Uh, this is really what I want to do. But what sort of adjustments can I make to ensure that all the, it's a lot of work, all this time and effort I put into it, um, you know, it, it reaches people, it, it, it gets out there. Yeah. Right. So, well, so, you know, in some sense, you wanted it to reach people and connect with people, I guess, if you're going to, yeah, you yeah, like, yeah. you're going to put all this effort in. So, you know, that, that is a, that is a goal, you, you know, and I, I think you did it in a very smart way, if that was an intentional thing or not, you know? Well, thanks, Terry. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, okay. So you kind of tested out this idea, got some feedback and then, you yeah. know, so let's, what, what, so let's, yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let, let's. Sorry, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm dallying on, on the, on the, like the original uh, genesis of the idea. How did it actually get made? So originally, it was going to be okay. We got this next film. We'll do the same thing as before evenings and weekends. Let's get going. Write the script. Got the script. Let's do the storyboards. Okay. So I'm, I'm fidgeting away. I, I thumbnailed the whole thing out first of all, in just like in, in a mad dash. Uh, so I had the whole film thumbnailed out in, in about seven or eight pages of tiny little thumbnails. And then it was time to do the storyboards. And that's when things really slowed down. So at this time, uh, uh, Sam, uh, Like and Follow was doing its thing, doing the film festivals and all the stuff it was doing. And I was on my own time puttering away with the, uh, with the new storyboards. And it was going slowly. And uh, this was going to be a longer film. This was going to be an eight minute film. And we wanted to put a lot into it. Like we said, OK, this time. Let's really do it. Yeah. Uh, so gotta, it was going to be a long your last film. film. Yeah. Uh, so it was going to be eight minutes long. And I'm looking at this, these boards as we're going along. And I'm saying, you know what? For me, this is going to take five years. This is going to take five. The first film was, was two minutes long. It took one year with, with Toby and I and a very small crew. And this new one is just, you know, we, we're just going overboard. So this is going to, this is going to take five years. And, you know, I, I, it's so I'm, I'm not I don't have the energy to stay to work all day and then stay up all night storyboarding as I used to. So a combination of all these things were going together. And uh, I came into the studio one day and I walked into the VP's office and I and I said to her, I, I told her basically the story of, of uh, like and follow. I said, look, here's like and follow. Wait, 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 stop, stop. So you're like, you're, you're analyzing how much work it's going to take. And you're like, this is five years. I don't have the energy for this. How can I still make this film with the ambitiousness that it has? And yeah. you just walk into the VP's office. You're just like, excuse me. Hello. <laughs> Would you? Well, let, yeah. Let me preface that. I, I, before I walked into the VP's office, I spent three years at the studio yeah. you know developing a relationship so and, yes, and they, yes, they must have you know everybody knew you made like and follow i'm sure in the success of that so that you had some repertoire ahead of time no i i i've 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 yeah i've i've made myself you know useful and and i've made myself a part of the company and you gotcha. know been with you know made, made friends here and worked on many projects and helped out with a bunch of stuff and developed yeah, it, a relationship it also takes a lot of confidence to come to a studio who already has a full plate, I'm assuming, you know, multiple movies going on, TV shows, and then say, like, can you make this on top of what you're doing? Was there an opening? Was there a space where they were, you know, taking on potentially a new project and and you had you were like, hey, maybe this can be your project because, you know, there's more to the story, obviously, but I, I think it takes a lot of guts to say, can you devote 
employee time, money, and, you know, uh, risk to an idea I have on top of everything you're doing. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know any of that, but that's, that's a really good point. Uh, and that's why like and follow was so important to all this. Yeah. So uh, as you know, and as some of your listeners might know, we did like and follow and we did a big marketing push, like one year making the film, one year promoting it, pushing it hard. And what I did was, is when I said, okay, look, I've, I've got this idea. I didn't, I did not walk into the office and say, Hey, I've got an idea. Do you want to make it? I didn't say that. I walked in and I said, <clears throat> we made this film. I don't know if you're aware of it, but we spent, uh, we spent all this time doing marketing. We've played in this many festivals. Here are the awards we've taken home. Here's the return on investment that we've made because we actually did uh, earn money on the short film from screening fees and, uh, uh, festivals that have cash awards, you know, in the end, it was, you know, we made, we made five times our money back Amazing. In, with great margins. I mean, I, I downplayed the fact that we only spent a thousand dollars on the film, but still it sounds pretty good. So I said, here's all the festivals we played at. Here's all of our, uh, not to mention the out countless hours of your time. <laughs> I mean, of course you have to, you have to, yeah, yeah, yeah of but course. I said, like, here's the end result. Here's the film that we made yeah. by ourselves with no budget, here's all the, all the press we got, here's all the money we made, uh, here's all the success we did. Now, we have a new film involved. We have a new film, we have a new film we're making. Does Marza want to be involved? And it just so happened that at that moment, they were looking for things for uh, this government subsidy they were, they were doing. They, they, were, they were looking for ideas because they were doing something called uh, the JLOD uh, subsidy, which uh, in Canada, we've got uh, film grants of all different types. Anybody can, can get money for, for a creative project as long as it's Canadian. Uh, J Japan, and then they've got the tax credits, all this stuff. Japan doesn't have that. They don't have a tax credit system, but they do have this subsidy, which is available to established companies. Marza is one of the people that they've done, done work with. So the idea is, You've got a concept, they will finance a, a portion of it uh, in the goal that you take this and try to turn it into something bigger. And it just so happened that they were looking for uh, J-Lod pitches and they had a two other on the slate and they had room for one. And, they, and she said, you know what, I, I, think, I think we could work with this. Let's uh, put a budget and a schedule together. And after that, things just started rolling. It, it, and then it was like, okay, well, uh, these boards of these boards can't get done in five months. These boards have to get done now, and that that really lit a fire under my ass. So I started boarding. We started looking at the budget. How much can we actually get? First of all, it wasn't just snap and we get it. We had to make the pitch to JLOT. We had to pitch it yeah. to them. So yeah. first, we had to make the pitch. And uh, we what made does that entail? Like a like a like for a government pitch? Is it like a written up thing or? Well, this is where this is where having the company uh, uh, makes things a little bit different than doing something on your own. Uh, so we needed to everything had to be done in a very specific way. We had to have uh, these forms filled out in Japanese, of course, and which is something that I could have never done myself. Yeah. But through the help of our production management team, uh, they handled this mountain of paperwork that goes along with applying for uh, for. So you want to talk about a barrier to barrier to entry? Oh man, there was no way. 
but they, they did it. We, we made the application. Uh, we, we put some artwork together. They said, who's the company? They know who the company is. Who am I? What's the project? What's the story? What are the greater goals? That's what's important to them. They're not paying for you to make a film. They're paying for you to uh, make a pitch. Yeah. So that's one thing that had to happen. It had, the film had to be trimmed down from a sort of like a, more of a theatrical thing, crushed into a pitch package. But, but we, we, we towed that line. So you know, we, we cut the film down from eight minutes to uh, three and a half minutes and just distilled it to the basic, basic essentials of what the story was. So we had something that would work as both a pitch and as a, a festival style film. So we, uh, before we even made the film, we had to pitch to Jaylod. Put the we put the pitch together. I put some art together. They they stacked out about a papers about this high of things they had to fill out, and they made the application. And they said, "Great, let's do it." Four months. You've got four months to put it together. So, so you got the financing. I, you know, one question I had was, were you ever worried that you know you said a part of the pitch is who you are, were you worried that because you weren't, you know, Japanese and all this stuff that might detract from getting the funding? No, it didn't. It didn't enter it, that. That never crossed my mind. Okay, cool. So you got the funding. Congratulations. Amazing. And then uh, you had to condense it into four months, three minutes, and now you have Marza backing it. So you went from, you know, uh, submitting a character on a Facebook page to now having a huge ass company in Japan funding and the government funding your actual short film. I think that is incredible. Like, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, it, it was it was a dream come true. It was amazing. And, and yeah. how the funding works is that uh, JLOD pays for half, the company pays for half. So the company has invested in, in the idea itself, which is yeah. unbelievable. Of course. It was, it was, you have, you know, all the power of, you know, their artists and marketing team and business and everything. So what was yeah. your role throughout this? You know, were you the creative director? Did you have to, you said you did all the storyboards immediately. Did you, you know, were they saying like, Hey Brent, uh, you know, take four months off and just produce this film. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's taking four months off. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was directing, I directed the thing and, uh, those four months were uh, were uh, that was a pretty solid chunk of work. <clears throat> yeah. When I was making like and follow, it was evenings and weekends. Samurai Frog Golf was evenings and weekends and a full day of work for every day for the entire four months. Wow! How big was so, the team you're working with? You know, we that... had about 30, 35 people all told. Thirty-five people! Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah, yeah. Wow! Yeah, that, and I mean, if you're going to make a film, a four minute film, but that's, yeah. and, we, and we, oh man, we, we, we just squeezed it out at, at the 11th hour too. This, this was a, yeah. a huge effort by the whole team. Well, I, you know, well, I've seen it and I think it's amazing. And obviously it shows, you know, it's a full production. You've got music, you've got, you know, the, the characters are amazing. The animation's great. The cinematography, the style is completely unique. I'm wondering what, what exactly can That's you, sh are you willing to share uh, over, you know, for somebody who's interested in seeing this film, can you give a, you know, a little pitch or uh, of what, what it's about or whatnot? I, I can tell you what the film's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think the best way to tell you about it is to tell you how I came up with like the story story, which is, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, my dad was, was always on about golf. Always. It was always golf stories and golf jokes and golf lessons. And we lived next to a golf course. So it was like, you know, golf. And, you know, you Toronto, the golf film earlier. 
I've always had something in mind about golf. And you, you're, you're in Toronto right now, right? Yeah. yeah. But you know the Don Valley. We, we yeah, are house back on the Don Valley. So um, we, um, so, so, I, and I've been in Japan for the last eight years. And I've been really uh, interested in, you know, I love, I love, I, I like, I like Japan a lot. And I like the culture and I like the history and I like the stories. And I'm also a big fan of um, Hero's Journey. So this film is, is kind of a hero's journey. So I was thinking, like, what if we, what if we had a, um, what if we had a samurai who had given up on, who swore never to kill again. Uh, he had led a life of of of, of pain and degradation, and he's, he's he's laid down his sword. Not only does he lay down his sword, but he melts it into a golf club, and he's vowed he's never going to kill again. He just wants to spend his peaceful, his peaceful remaining years on the golf course, you know, playing this game, and. Uh, and, and then we say, okay, well, we, we set this all up and we have this whole lore as to why is he a frog and why is it golf and why is that important? And we, we start with this guy and then and we throw him in here. We say, well, what if he gets pulled back into action? What if he has to uh, rescue this little baby and not just any baby, but like a very important uh, a turtle? And, and, and in this world, the turtles and frogs are bitter, bitter enemies. They're, they're subjugated by the, the frogs have been subjugated by the turtles. They've lost a war. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. And that, that's kind of where it came from is because I'm very, very keen on um, these, these heavy themes like post-war uh, scars. And we, we play with them, but we use animals instead of people. But we use animals. We can, we can say whatever we want to. It's, it's safer. So that's, that's pretty much the base of the story. It's a hero's journey. Hero's journey. Um, we have our, our hero, the frog samurai, who's forced to take care of this little baby turtle and return him to his home across what I call the 18, 18 lands. Uh, now, the film itself is a, is a much, more, much more condensed version of all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's, no, it's a great uh, pitch. And of course, he has to activate his past samurai powers to uh ensure this ensure he this has to reactivate any overcome his own personal hatred uh -huh. and prejudice and so like the tagline if you want to call it that it's um it's a hero's journey that looks at prejudice through the twin lenses of the samurai and the golfer wow and i also like to say it's an adventure for children of all ages and golfers of any handicap <laughs> I like that you fuse these two worlds of, you know, growing up in Toronto and the Don Valley and your father with, uh, you know, experiencing the nuances of, uh, you know, Japanese culture while you're there. Has your dad seen this film? Yeah, yeah, he's seen it. He's, he's crazy <laughs> about it. Amazing, amazing. So, okay. Um, you also mentioned before that uh, these pitches are for something to turn into something bigger. Is this short film the beginnings of something bigger because you know you had eight minutes condensed to three minutes and is this short film the uh you know prequel to something much bigger to come yeah i'm, I'm glad you asked that so as soon as it became a studio project and as soon as it became yeah. part of the subsidy the expressed goal was we are going to turn this into uh, uh a series this wow. is not wow. we're making a film for the hell of it. No, they don't want they they don't want to finance that. They want to finance it so that it can become a series. So the push that we have right now is to take this film. So and that that had a lot of bearing on how it was directed. Like I had to make a lot of choices. If this was going to be just a film, I could have gone you know balls to the wall 
I wanted this to be brutal, and violent, and 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 and, and uh, 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 visceral. But we had to go easy. We had to go easy because we're we're going specifically for pitching this to to young adults and and children. So um, while there so, is a lot of so your you know your original goal of just making a film and then making something that would connect with people, the goal clearly changed over time to now be something that can set up for a kid's series. So your original creative decisions where, you know, you wanted to be super gory and et cetera, et cetera, had to warp into expectations of what you could actually pitch to broadcasters as a kid's show once you had a proof of concept. It's, it's a balancing act. And you say kid's show, and we had to narrow that down. We had to say, okay, right from the bat, what's the target? And that's not a good way to start a film creatively, but it was necessary. And we said, well, we're targeting 8 to 11, boys and girls. That's what we're doing. And so that, that, that limited us in a few ways. We, we, there could be no blood, and yeah. there could be no death. So while there is a lot of, of uh, you know, swordplay and fighting, we made very, very special care to ensure that all of these creatures who get, you know, brutally attacked. Their deaths are obviously breathing implied. <laughs> they're not, nobody dies. I mean. Nobody, they're the, injured. They're knocked out, KO'd. <laughs> they're, they're knocked out. Maybe the this big is, bad guy, it's, yeah. Yeah, this, no, this is super interesting to me because, you know, I'm someone who pitches. Like, I have three pitches going on right now. I just had a pitch meeting last week. I have a pitch meeting next week. Um, but, you know, there's, there's this constant conflict in my mind of creating something that I want just for the sake of, you know, uh, forcing, forcing it into an age group saying, you know, this is my raw guttural idea and I'm just going to pitch what it is versus saying, you know, here's my raw guttural idea and finding an age group and then tailoring that idea to, to try to set it up for success uh, with something that has already got a formula and is in the market. I think that's super interesting that you, you had well, this idea and then you took a business perspective up to it and said, how can we, how can we take this idea that, you know, my growing up in golf, my, uh, the nuances of Japanese culture and blah, 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 and all these other creative things that you have and kind of, you know, take this package and tailor it to a market to try to make it more successful. That's super interesting to me. So like, you know, you had to get rid of some of the violence. What are some of the other things you had to consider? Did you, like, did you add extra characters that might have arcs? Did you like, we removed we removed a big a big uh, flashback section, and we basically cut down anything that wasn't one hundred percent necessary. And yeah, the, the violence was brought down. But you you bring up a good point. It's like, look, if you want to make a film that's that's your passion project, um, you don't you don't need to make concessions for anybody. If you can make it by yourself, with your friends or whoever, if you want someone's money. If yeah. you want someone to invest in you, you have to kind of see it from their point of view. They're not interested, that's unless you've got a rich uncle, which is always a great way to do it, but they're not necessarily interested in helping you tell your magnum opus. Zero they're, percent. Zero percent. They want to know, yeah, how am I going to make money on this? You yeah. have got to convince them. That, why would I why would I give you money versus just put it in the stock market and let it grow that way? Like what's like, you know, <laughs> exactly. So you, have really to make, take. you have to take the business side of it very seriously, because if you are if you come to somebody, and you say, please give me. Let's say ten thousand dollars, I want to yeah. make a little tiny film, please give me ten thousand dollars. 
okay, why am I going to give you $10,000? What's, what's the picture? You have, you've got to have that stuff sorted out. And we had to toe the line. We had to toe, we had to toe that line. Now, of course, I was, I was pushing and fighting uh, tooth and nail from start to finish to, to keep the things in that I wanted to keep in. Yeah. Um, at one point they wanted to like shift the age group down to like four to six or something, but, but no, but I think we made a good compromise. I think, I think we, I think we, I think it worked. I think it worked in the end. And I'm also a big believer in art through adversity. I wanted to tell an eight minute story. I had to cut it down to three. I had to cut scenes that I loved. I had to cut so much stuff that I was excited about. Yeah. Like just, just shaving it, shaving it down because there was no way to do it all. Like, Anim- animation at at so many at so many frames per day at so many seconds per week to make at so many weeks for the schedule at so many animators we have mathematically we can only do this much no matter how much you want to so we had to cut it down so tell me so tell me this you know you had to kill a lot of your darlings uh, as the saying goes along the way yeah. uh where you had ideas that had to get cut out you had a bigger story that had to get cut down now it's actually produced and being shown and blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you feel about it? Are there, do you have regrets or things that you wish it was, or are you actually, you know, completely satisfied and, and grateful for the, what happened through the process of what it become, what it became? I, I'm so grateful uh, that, that, that we actually got to make this and that the studio got behind it and they were enthusiastic about it. And that Vipo and that the JLOD was was into it, and that the team was so enthusiastic about it. I'm so grateful. Do I have any regrets? There, this this doesn't look too much has happened to to qualify as a regret. But I would have loved to have kept the flashback sequence in. Yeah. But it was just it, it was like kind of like a stylized version. Uh, one thing I did want to mention about the film was one of the first thing we did was we were thinking about style from the beginning, and we wanted to do something that was like in a Japanese woodblock carving style. So we went to this guy, Dave Bull, who's kind of a local legend, Dave Bull, uh, who runs a shop called the Mokohankan Print Shop in Asakusa in Tokyo. And he has his own YouTube channel. You just look up Japanese woodblock carving. You will find him immediately. He carves his own woodblocks and he makes prints in the traditional way. And as far as I know, he's one of the few surviving people who is doing it for a living. And uh, he's made he's made quite a quite an empire out of this. So we went and we talked to him. We say, look, we love the style. We want to learn. He says, okay, well, come on in. We'll we'll make some prints. And he showed us how it's done. And we we sat down together and we we made. He has like um, uh, the Hokusai Great Wave ready to go for, for. Well, he did back when he was doing. He's not doing them anymore because of the pandemic and all this. Uh, but we 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 were we made some prints with him and we got our hands on the paper and we learned about and he told us all about the history and all about the paper and about the ink and about the wood and about all of this stuff of the woodblock printing and we learned a lot and we came back with him again where am i going with this oh yeah the flashback sequence so we couldn't we couldn't do the whole film as like a moving woodblock print because first of all that's been done. Second of all, I don't think it's a particularly novel style for film. There are people who have done it, and I didn't find it to be a very good style for hmm. an action adventure. But I really wanted to use it. So the film itself is inspired by what we learned, but this flashback sequence I wanted to go full on. And I was even considering like let's actually make some woodblock prints and print the frames that we're going to be yeah. doing here. Stop motion. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I was even toying with ideas like he's not going to make blocks for us. Well, let's laser print them. 
but um, no, we didn't. We didn't. No, that that was that was just going way off into outer space. Oh, it's but, super uh, cool that you did all that. I think I'm just we, enjoying we listening. I mean, we didn't. We didn't. We we didn't do it, but I, I wanted to do it. And uh, Dave Bull, we went and uh, visited him with the team at Marza one time so that they could learn about uh, what this is all about. And he, he showed us showed us the, the, all the inner workings of his print shop. And uh, yeah, he's been really. He's been really, really supportive, and he's he's credited in the film under special thanks because he was a big, big influence. So, okay, getting back to the film, you know, where is it now? I'm super interested in, you know, you've produced the film, and I'm interested, uh, you know, I'd like to talk about, you know, what's happening with it now, but I'm also interested in how Marza is specifically trying to manufacture the success of this film to turn it into a series and get it funded because, you know, I love the business side of things. I'm trying to do this myself. You know, I have a couple of pitches going ongoing. I've, I've signed with a production company with one of them. And that's the toughest part is like, you know, trying to, what, what is the, what is the plan for getting this, uh, you know, you got funding, you got approval, you have a finished project. What is the plan of actually from finishing it to getting it greenlit? Right. So, so getting on to that. So uh, once the film is done, then we get into the marketing and we did pretty much the same thing that we did for like and follow, but we took what we learned from that and we, hmm. we, we, we cranked it up. So number one, film festivals, as yeah. many as possible, get them in there, do your targeted film festivals, film festivals. And, and what's the benefit of, you know, trying to get something greenlit by having it in film festivals is it to get the accolades so that when you go to a, a broadcaster or, or a streamer or something and say, you know, we have this short film that has won 20 festivals, or is it actually you get the business connections at those festivals when they see it? Uh, or is it both? I don't know. Yeah. Like there are, there are numerous benefits. Uh, so for one thing, you get your film at a bunch of festivals and uh, acceptances and awards. That's social proof that people like the film. Also, people see it, which yeah. is what you want. You want people to see it. Secondly, some of these festivals are also film markets. They're exactly the places where you want to be, where buyers meet sellers, right? Um, so Annecy is one. Yeah. Uh, the big ones, you know, uh, Tr Toronto International and Cannes and, and Sundance or other, others, although those ones are are quite uh, they're they're at a certain level. So uh, I, I don't want I don't want to make any any comments on which festivals you should and shouldn't apply for. Depends on All what your them. budget is and who you know. All <laughs> of them. If you've got an unlimited, if you have budget, the budget, yeah. yeah, they're not all free. And even though we're working with the studio, we do have our own festival budget. So one thing was was we do uh, festivals. Mm -hmm. And early on, when we were doing our festival pitch, we got accepted into SIGGRAPH. Uh, which is, I should mention, SIGGRAPH is one of the, the SIGGRAPH Electronic Theater is one of the free festivals. You, they, they accept uh, films from anyone. Uh, there's no cost to enter. So we got accepted into SIGGRAPH, which was uh, unbelievable because SIGGRAPH has been, not, has been doing virtual, uh, SIGGRAPH is the, it, for those of you who don't know, SIGGRAPH is the uh, uh, graphic arts and sciences uh, convention. It's it's like it's like the, the well, what would you say? What's a similar convention? It's it's it it's the place for computer yeah, graphics. Yes, <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge, and it's happening in Vancouver this year. And we applied to SIGGRAPH, and we got in, and we were super stoked because SIGGRAPH Electronic Theater has been virtual for two years in a row, two or three years, I don't know, but they have not had their theater open for a long time, and this year. This year, the first year that they're open again, 
we got in. I think there were like 25 films that they that they put on the docket, and SF Samurai Frog Golf was one of them. So we were just we were just that is incredible. Congratulations, because like I don't even know how many countless films apply every single year because you know everybody knows about SIGGRAPH, everybody wants their film in SIGGRAPH. So I think that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, really, really excited, really stoked about that. So um, what are we what are we doing? We're well, we're 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 going to be having our world premiere at SIGGRAPH. And uh, the festival run continues after that, but the big premiere is at the SIGGRAPH uh, Electronic Theater, uh, which is gonna be uh, sept- uh, August, August 8th. August 8th yeah. is the premiere. So that's what we're really looking forward to. That's coming up, coming up real soon. Um, and then what happened was we found out, cause like the, because of the theater, you know, well, like, I just wanna like go over like the kinds of films that they've chosen is, is unbelievable. They've got, um, I'm looking forward to seeing it too. They've got uh, the, the special effects showcase for the Batman is being played. They're doing the uh, you know Pixar's there with their Encanto showcase. Um, you know, double negative. They got their VFX from Dune. Like these are all the things that were sandwiched around our film. There, there are not very many like straight up films in the in the festival. Ours is one of them. But we are going to be screening with with these industry monoliths, which is just. It's 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 really it's really uh, quite um, uh, quite humbling and, and flattering, and uh, we're we're all very excited. So are so you going, know, are you going to Vancouver to watch it in theaters? We're we're going, yeah. We're, yeah. We're so going. Marza and you is sending a team and and everything. Marza sending a team, yeah, yeah. We're we're coming down. We're coming with. Um, uh, so when the news came around about this whole thing and, and uh, word got up the chain. Uh, the chairman, the chairman said, well, I, I want to come. And the CEO said, yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming too. Let's, let's, we're doing this. We're, we got to go, we got to be there for this thing. So uh, the chairman and the CEO and the vice president and the, and like the core team uh, are all coming uh, to take part in SIGGRAPH and to be there for the, for the screening. So that's, I've, I've never, I've never been to an event before and I've definitely never been sent anywhere by the company. So I'm yeah I'm 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 buzzing for this. This is I, lo- be I love the very humble beginnings of this. Like you know, a year ago before you were even considering this, like or you, as you were coming up with the idea, did you have any idea that any of this would happen? You know, you had a plan uh, from last time. You know, I feel like you just blown away all your expectations. <laughs> no, no, I had I had no idea. I had I had no concept that 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 we would be successful in in you know financing let alone you know screening it at uh well now you know you're kind of an ambassador this film is an ambassador for the company even and and like SIGGRAPH and and all the festivals and whatnot that's that's fantastic yeah yeah so we're 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 coming down we're going to put our best foot forward and we're going to see if uh you know we'll see hopefully people like it and 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 uh hopefully uh, they'll want to learn more about the, the film and about Marza. And, and, you know, if that's true, we'll be there. We'll yeah. be there to, uh, yeah, to. So, to so say I'm not in Vancouver during SIGGRAPH. Are there other festivals that I can maybe see this in that you, that you are allowed to share or, uh, you know, how can I see yeah. this film? If, okay. Uh... So, so the best way to see it is if you're in Vancouver and you've, first of all, uh, the ticket, they sold out for the electronic theater. The first day sold out. And then the second day sold out. And then there was so much demand that they added a third day to the festival. And I believe, 
I don't know if I don't know if that's sold out yet or not. I, I can't. I, I'm not sure. It might have already sold out. But if you can't, if you haven't gotten a ticket uh, for the electronic theater, they're having the virtual electronic theater, uh, which opens on the 9th, August 9th. So you can get tickets to that. Uh, and uh, if you want to check that out, I believe you can check it out through uh, the SIGGRAPH webpage or through the SFG webpage, which is uh, uh, marza.com slash SFG. You can, nice. you, can, you can get tickets through there. Um, so you can, anybody can see the virtual, the virtual electronic theater. And if you don't want to get tickets, if you want to wait, we're having the public release, which is going to be in September, September 15th on CG Bros, uh, CG Meetup, and the Marza YouTube channel. Uh, the film goes live September 15th. So you can check oh, it wow. out. Anybody nice. can check it out. Then. Man, you kind of hit the perfect storm with SIGGRAPH because, you know, they haven't had their virtual or their uh, in-person theater in a while. And now it's completely sold out because everybody wants to, you know, get back to the animation festivals. And you're one of the films submitted. It's perfect timing for you. This is great. <laughs> it's great. And I I'm agree. super everybody. excited. And this is, this is happening like super soon. So, you know, we're going to see just what kind of the effect happens with it. So yeah, congratulations. It's, I just, I think it's a super interesting story of you kind of, you know, just pushing yourself to make another film and uh, seeing what opportunities exist, pushing yourself out there a little bit and, you know, getting more people involved. And, and it kind of sounds like the, it was a perfect storm all the way through and just how things have happened. This is super exciting. It's been really exciting and, uh, you know, like like I like I said like I said in the in the past one finishing the film is is like is barely the halfway point and we're yeah. all excited but we're still going we we're not we're not there yet we're looking right. to yeah oh I was gonna say okay so you know I asked about the whole marketing plan on how to get this this film sold as a TV show so you you know festivals is one route what else what else is kind of involved in the process of uh, you know trying to get this idea into a series uh, well you know getting the word out as much as possible. Uh, coming on podcasts like the animation oh, industry podcast is a big <laughs> one. Um, uh, you know, we, we have press releases, of course, get the word out yeah. through the trades and uh, uh, reviews, uh, UK film review, get, get it out to people who they, they gave us a nice review. Just, just, just get, get the film out, uh, start to build uh, the groundswell, start to, to warm things up. And so then when we come uh, to Vancouver and, and do our trip across Canada, which happens after SIGGRAPH, we we have something we have something to uh, to show to potential co-production partners, which is what we are now on the hunt for. That's where we've shifted our focus. Now we're looking for okay. Here's what we've done. Here's what we've made. This is where we're at. Here's the support of the studio. And now it's time. Now it's time to find the people who. Now it's time to find people who are interested in, in taking us and helping us take this to the the next the next step. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you know you've produced you have a you have a origin story. You know supported by the government. Uh, you know a cultural story in Japan. Uh, fully you know realized concepts uh, of what the animation and storytelling is like. But I'm assuming you have a, a further pitch that actually has like some example episodes you know, more in depth, maybe a, a full script for an episode. So essentially you have a completed pitch package with a proof of concept. And now you're just kind of adding fodder to this idea to say like, this is why, you know, this is going to be a success essentially. Exactly. Uh, so we have the film, but along with the film, we have the sales package. 
So what we have with that is the deck, which has what you've described. What's what's the world about? Where does the style come from? What are what is the the bigger world? Why are we doing this? What is the lore behind all of it? The story? Do we have a story yeah. to tell? Who's it for? What's the format? You know, so we have that stuff all worked out. Who's Marza? What have we done? What are we capable of? Uh, who are the people who are already involved? Who's shown interest? And then we know we have our little sales video too. And then um, the the rest of our promotional material, the rest of our of our sales material. Yeah, it goes into that. We have uh, we have uh, text for here are some ideas for uh, nine or ten episodes because you know we do we will, we want to show that we have the story all worked out and that that's all there. And uh, yeah, there's if if. The point is, if people are interested in learning more, we have to be. It has to be in our back pocket. So that's what we have. Yeah, we've we've got the we have the entirety of the of the concept ready to go. No, so I then mean, maybe this this leads me to a, a bigger question about what your ultimate you know vision for yourself as a an artist is. You know, you you um you've been compelled to make short films on the side. You have a career that's very close to the heart of animation, but it's just separated enough. But you would also be happy directing. You know what? If like, you know, remove whatever career you have now, wherever you are, if, if you're in a pure state of endless resources and time and whatever, what at the end of the day, what is Brent wanting to do with his his creative life? <laughs> oh, right now, I'm a technology guy who does a little bit of directing on the side. Yeah. I would like to be a director who does a little technology on the side. Interesting. Like that, like. At your purest form, like that's that's uh, the goal. I mean, it's it. I think you're making amazing steps towards that. Directing is super hard for anybody to get in, and and you you know you've just directed your second short film, and you're seeing super change with this one. I think that's amazing. Thank you very much. Technically, it's the fifth, but okay, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, the fifth. No, but this, you know, it, uh, I, I just from our, I'm remembering a conversation with like and follow. You know, you kind of put yourself. Uh, methodically through the ringer and trying to create something that actively got you to closer towards becoming a feature film director. You know, you had, I, I, if I recall correctly, you wanted to make a feature film at the end of the day after Oh that. yeah. Oh, we gave that a try. Holy crap. That, <laughs> that was the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. You gave that a try, you know, but you know, in this, and then this second round, you know, you used everything you learned from that, experience and you put it to use and you know you're seeing massive changes in how things have done you know yeah i think it's incredible that you you've got funding this time you have a company that you know a hugely reputable company that's made some of the biggest animated films in the last couple of years behind you i think that's a fantastic and that company is partnering with you to pitch this idea forward into something much bigger i think that's fantastic so it, it seems like you're doing everything right <laughs> Well, you know, uh, fingers crossed. We're we're still we're still running towards the finish line here, but it's it's you know, it's yeah, it is. It, it, it's 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 wonderful. But the the key thing was is that like you know you do have to build that goodwill first, right? Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't waltz into the company and say, oh, I've got big ideas. Uh, no, I, I you know I, I took the time to to you know to work work hard and 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 build build my relationships here, and at the same time do the creative thing that I wanted to do without anybody's, you know, without needing anyone's permission. They say that if you want to make a film, don't wait for anyone's permission to do it, yeah. make it, yeah. do it and show the world what you can do, show the world that you can make it. Don't, 
don't sit around saying I, I can't get funding. I can't. Well, of course you can't get funding. Who 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 wants who wants to hand out money? But, I don't. Uh, it just <laughs> happened that the you know through the success yeah, I, of Like and Follow and the timing just happened to be right, and the relationship just happened to be right, and the studio just happened to be right, and everything came together. And I've been trying to do something like this for many, 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 many years, and I've failed many times. Yeah. And we're we're still not there yet. So you know we're we're still we're still trying to get this thing off truly off the ground. But I think you said something that is actually very key to this whole story. You know, you've been trying for many, many years. You've continuously put yourself out there and you've always been hardworking to create films on the side. You've made five short films before. You've been doing this for years. And, you know, you got you could say you got lucky, but, you know, Marza was actually looking for pitches. And if you hadn't been doing all this stuff for years and years and trying to put yourself out there, you know, you could have put yourself out there two years ago and Mars could have said no, and that's fine, but you happen to be at the right place at the right time because putting yourself in the right, in the right yeah. place in the right time. I guess I'm just trying to say, you know, luck and coincidences happen to anybody, but mm-hmm. if you're not putting yourself out there and doing the work, you know, somebody else is gonna get the, the job essentially, but all this goodwill and, you know, everything you learned and everything kind of forced you to be the best person for the, for the job at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, thanks, Terry. I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, you know, as we're wrapping up a little bit, you know, what is what are what are some of the steps going forward just in general? You know, obviously you have SIGGRAPH and the festival circuit and the short film, but just in general, you know, what's what's what else is going on? What's up? <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Like uh, uh, SFG related or just whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to share, you know, what's next for you or, or Marza or SFG or uh, anything? Well, Mar- Marza has a lot of stuff going on, going on besides besides this project. I mean, sorry, I just realized a- SFG stands for Samurai Frog. Samurai Frog Golf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before uh, I was like, what is this random acronym? That's <laughs> SFG. No, Marza has a lot of stuff outside of SFG. We've got about like, as far as I know, there's 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 a lot of stuff on the docket for the next two years. Um the uh, from for me, I'm pretty much solely focused on this until we get back from Canada, uh, and then I've got uh, you know you know there's 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 a lot of work that needs attention. But yeah. right now, what we've got to do is we've got uh, some meetings lined up. We've got to meet with a bunch of different people. Uh, we've got to meet with a bunch of different uh, studios and distributors and continue uh, the talks that are the goal that have been the goal of this thing since we've uh, since we since we got started. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's mainly right now. It's just going to be a lot of a lot of meetings, a lot of meetings, and then when that's done, you know, who knows? Who knows what it, what it's going to be? But uh, eventually, eventually, I would like to get started on the next thing. But I don't. I really, at this stage, don't want to don't want to think that far ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you get started on the next thing, and you're not even done, kind of seeing this thing through too. So I, I understand that. Yeah. Is it, you know, is there anything else that you wanted to share, just in general, or you know, maybe we didn't touch on a topic that you, you know, listeners might be interested in, or uh, anything, you know, specifically about Samurai Frog Golf that's uh, might be cool. Well, to share? yeah, no, just that uh, I just I wanted to to make it clear that we're we're right now we're actively looking for co-production partners. Uh, we're looking for uh, dis- distributors and anyone who's interested in helping us bring this to the world. And if you want to come check it out, if you want to meet us at SIGGRAPH, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. So uh, just uh, come and check us out. We're, we're easy to find. You can um, you can reach us at uh, sfg at marza.com. And 
yeah, I'm just, we're all super uh, grateful and excited and we can't wait to, uh, to be there and to, to meet everyone and to do the convention. And we're really hoping that uh, the people like what we've made because uh, we're, all, we're all very proud of it. Amazing. Yeah. Well, well uh, I think, I think it's fantastic and congratulations on all the success you've seen already. And I hope it continues to be a huge success success. I'd love to see the full series when it comes out. So let's make that happen. <laughs> uh, all right, Brent, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure, you know, the, the first person ever to come on twice and it's been uh, super interesting for I'm me on. to, you know, kind of see how you've evolved since the last time and, you know, all the updates from like and follow and where you're at now, I think it's just fantastic. It's really, it's really, uh, I, I, it's really inspiring to see how far you've come just from our last conversation when everything was kind of new and different for you and, and how you've put all of that to, to, you know, your mind to it and, and how it's turned this project into something much bigger. I think that's just fantastic. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, yeah. And if you're listening and you, uh, you know, you want to buy tickets for Samurai Frog Golf or check out more information or get in touch with Brent and, and Marza and the team, you can, I'll include a link in the description of the chat to marza.com slash slash SFG. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.